Dr. Emery Patrick Efibole, you're a historian, a university lecturer and researcher at the University of Abome Kalavi in Benin. And I am so, so excited to be chatting with you today. Welcome to Five Drive. Welcome, Mrs. Mbangula. Thank you for inviting me in this chat. I'm very glad. I'm very happy to, to reconnect with uh, my with South Africa, with my memory, my personal memory in South Africa. So it's a great pleasure for me. I am extremely excited about our interview today because we are speaking about the Dahomey Amazons. And most people know these women from Black Panther. They remember the women warriors who protected King T'Challa. But little do we know that those women were actually real warriors in the history of Benin. And I was so fascinated to learn this. So I would love it if you could please tell us more about the Dahomey Amazons and who they were. Thank you. The, uh, first of all, it's important to correct something. Because when we use the term Amazon, Amazon refers to the Greek. So, because saying Amazon is like we are comparing the women warriors from the kingdom of Dahomey to the Greek, like as, as if we haven't invented something, we have invented this. The, the, the women warrior have a name and it's pity that in the public discourse in the past few weeks and months, nobody has been saying the real name of these warriors. The name of the warriors is the Agogie. Oh, so wow. I prefer using the, the term Agogie or women warriors than Amazon. So the, the Agogie, the, the women warriors, was an invention from the, the twin sister of the king Akaba, who reigned from 1685 till 1708. But the thing is that the, the king got a problem or the died. So her twin sister, which is not recognized as a queen, in the official history of Dahomey, took over. So it is this twin sister, Tasi Rangwe, this is her name, who set up these warriors, these women warriors. So women warriors in Dahomey ha have a very long history. So this is what I will say to introduce the, the question or to answer your, your question. 
That is so amazing. And thank you so much for teaching us the real name of the Agogie, because you are so right that in all the discourse that has been happening about the Dahomey women warriors, all we have heard is the name Dahomey Amazon. So I'm so grateful that I know the real name and that it was the Agogie. And now, as you've mentioned, that these women were warriors in Benin's history and they protected the kingdom. Can you tell us more about the role that they played in the community? The Agoji were warriors, and uh, as men, they fought, they fought and gave sort of the word, we have to save our country, we have to save our kingdom, and they fought at, in many places in the former kingdom, uh, of K2 or Save and I mean this part these cities now are now part of Benin Republic but in the past there were different kingdoms from from the kingdom of Dahomey so the Agoji were very brave women and and they they had a lot of success and this is why their name has been remain has been kept in the memory, in the public memory. And I think by by reactivating this memory, <clears throat> the government of Benin is trying to to show the way to give example in our common history. So, as you please. No, carry on, please. Yes. So, the 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 women, their role was to protect the kingdom, and to expand the territory of the kingdom of da, of Dahomey, and eventually they. If they were not capable of winning, they were sort of happy to die because they have to win necessarily their fight in the history. Mm. And this is this kind of example the, the, the current government is willing to show, to give us as example for women of our country today and I, I guess for African women. I love what you're saying that the government of Benin and the people of Benin are keeping the memory of the Agogie alive because it has been a hundred years since they existed as a unit in society and yet we still speak so much about them and the other interesting thing is that you know when we think about women in the context of African history we were never really taught about how much of warriors women are so do you think that there would be a need for women warriors similar to the Agogie in today's society in Benin you know uh Talking about women warriors is, as I was saying, to show example. And I think definitely there is a need 
to show women example, to show them that there have been very brave women in the past. And this is what the government is, is trying to do. And the legacy, I think that there is really a need to do that because society works through example. Mm. We raise our children through example. So by doing so, the government is telling women in families, wives, uh, women public servants, uh, market women, that they are brave women, that they have to, they are achieving things for the, the well-being of the, of, of the community, and they have to keep doing what they are doing. So I think this is what, what the, the, the government is trying to highlight, connecting contemporary women to the agogi in our historical memory. And the other reason that society today and, you know, not just the, you know, community of Benin, but the world as a whole is speaking so much about the Agogie is because we first saw them represented in Black Panther. And more recently, we are going to see them in The Woman King, which is coming to our screens literally this coming Friday. So now that The Woman King got rights, to create, uh, you know, a body of work based on these incredible women warriors who are the Agogie. How did the community of Benin react to seeing their women so represented on screen? Uh, to be honest, uh, because this this screen or uh, this program is first of all in English, I guess so. Mm. Not so many people are aware of, of this program. But, but I'm sure that if the problem got translated into French, that we definitely love that. Because this is a testimony of what this agogie have been what example they can give to to the people of Benin today, to the people of Africa, to African women, to African population. And it's, it's so important that I remember that uh, a, a French journalist wrote a very big book in about 10 years or something ago. The lady was is called Sylvie Servin, mm -hmm. who wrote the book Reine d'Afrique, African Queens, because there have been African queens, although people say very few things about it, because uh, 
although we don't know much as as normal people, we don't know much about African women in politics, history, I mean, history, I mean, uh, this lady wrote a very nice book. But the, the, the strange thing, the weird thing, was that this book was translated into German oh, wow. by uh, a German editor. Or I think it's, uh, the editor was, uh, if I remember well, uh, Hammer Wuppertal. But the, the, the weird thing in that is the, the, the translator, those who translated the book in, in German, they sort of distorted what Sylvie Servin wrote in the French version. And for me, it is an attempt to to minor, to, to, to delete part of African memory. So I think bringing this issue on screen is an attempt to, to reestablish, to, to, to report in place, to, to remind people the, what women have been what women warriors and women queen have been in African history. And I think it's a very good thing. And I love what you're saying, that the Agoji year um, really, truly represent what African women were in history. You know, they were just, they weren't simply sitting at home and only looking after kids. They were so much more than that. So what would you say the Agogie teaches about gender in African history? Because we often think about men in Africa as the warriors. Uh, you know, uh, in African society, uh, we care about functions. We care about who is the most suitable person to do things. So when the suitable person is a man, the task is performed by a man. When it should be done by a woman, it is done by a woman. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the, the, the gender issue is, for me, it's first of all, a Western issue. Because African people have not waited for the West, for the gender theories, to have women priests, mm. sort of uh, religious authorities. But I, if I'm correct, the Roman Catholic are st still struggling about if there is it's relevant to 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 allow women to be priests. So, in African traditional society, this is this was how thing works. When the the, the relevant person 
to do something is a woman, it's done by a woman. So people don't care about it. And in several secret societies in Benin, in West Africa, until, until today, there are several men, men's group, men's societies, but the power is not held by a man. Mm. The power is held by a woman. So the role of women is in every cycle in the society. And this is how African society in the past worked. It is just European modernity that has created genders and problems related to genders. This is my personal point of view. Mm, mm. Dr. Ifiboli, you make some really good points there. You make some really, really good points. And my last question to you is because you speak with so much passion about the women warriors of the Dehumi kingdom, also known as the Agogie. So if you could like history to remember three things about these women, what would you want history to remember about the Agogie warriors? First of all, I want people to remember that there were there were women warriors like men warrior warriors first that sometimes when men had gave, uh, given up those agoji never gave up. But I think that this example, this the fact that these women were very brave women mm. is something we have to highlight. And in all our endeavor in society, help women achieve as much as men could do. Mm. So definitely it's a very good thing. And I think we should remember that, that women are relevant in every corners, in every sectors of our society. You are absolutely right. And I love what you've said, that we must always remember that women can achieve what men can, and they are relevant in every sector of our society. Dr. Emery Patrick Efiboli, the amount of insight you have on this incredible part of our history, which is the Agogie, the women warriors who protected the Dahomey kingdom for so, so long. It's so incredible to learn about the history of Benin and how much we still want to talk about it today by, you know, here on the Africa Update and seeing it on screen. I just want to thank you so much for teaching us more about Benin's history and thank you for hanging out with us today on the Africa Update. Thank you, Mrs. Bangula. Thank you very much. Thank you for reconnecting me with 
my second home. You must come back. We can't wait to have you back soon. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.